That was just a stunning reversal. I mean, we've all got whiplash. What on earth has gone on here? Yeah, I mean, the political management of this has been a mess, whichever way you look at it. That was politics pundit and lobbyist Josie Pagani talking to the energised News Hub Late host Rebecca Wright last Wednesday, the day the government scrapped the plan to collect GST on KiwiSaver fund fees less than one day after it first came to light. And Rebecca Wright wasn't the only one making that joke about whiplash. Yeah, Heidi Akine, the government's top speed tax turnaround, GST on KiwiSaver fees, is off faster than you can say whiplash. But it was the political backlash that killed the idea, driven on by the opposition and media coverage, which raised more big questions about the government's competence. On social media, the pro-government lobbyist and pundit Neil Jones applauded the government's decisive dumping of the policy as smart politics. While on News Hub late on Wednesday, Josie Pagani went on to list all the ways in which this was bad political management. Either they tried to sneak it through with a press release that purported to be all about lifting fringe benefit tax off public transport, or they didn't do the consultation well. This is a complete surprise to them. They didn't expect the, the fund manager, the, the finance sector, to, to respond like this. Um, or, or the third option is that they don't actually have the courage to stand up for something that they actually think would level the playing field over who pays GST. After that, News Hub turned to yet another political pundit, Brigitte Morton, to ask this. Do you think voters will give the government credit for listing and changing tack, or is the damage done? No, because I don't think they were really listening. I mean, really what we've had in the last 24 hours is a lot of media, a lot of concern, but actually, you know, they weren't really out there in the communities, they weren't talking to voters directly that they got this feedback. So really what they've seen is probably realise how much it's going to be damaging for them in the polls. Another example there of how the media and the pundits see us these days as voters and opinion poll fodder rather than citizens, or in this case, just as savers for our retirement. But why would there be public outrage, as News Hub described it, or fury, according to RNZ News, over big financial institutions paying into the national tax take the same way that some smaller ones do for the same KiwiSaver service? Well, the Revenue Minister, David Parker, told reporters this on Wednesday. We reflected on the news media this morning and the furore that we'd created. We thought it's not that important to us. Shortly after, that led RNZ's news like this... The Revenue Minister is blaming misinformation for the furious backlash to a proposal to tax fees on KiwiSaver funds. After which David Parker specifically mentioned misrepresentation by the media. The clarion call against it risks undermining public confidence in KiwiSaver, including misrepresentations that this was a tax on KiwiSaver contributions or their returns, which it never was. But where would they have got that idea? Well, possibly from the front page of Wednesday's New Zealand Herald, which had the banner headline, Kiwi Saver Tax Grab, above a picture of a piggy bank being shattered by a hammer. Now, that first made the news on Tuesday afternoon, after journalists first spotted the change, buried in a big bill of taxation tweaks that was tabled in Parliament. And the first Herald headline calling it a tax grab appeared in an online story by political reporter Thomas Coughlin, which also included the eye-watering sum of $103 billion. The next day, viewers of the AM show were told this. The government has quietly introduced a $103 billion tax on KiwiSaver. Well, that'll be the effect of it. It'll hit retirement savings by thousands of dollars. National Party leader Christopher Luxon is with us to explain this morning. And after that, the National Party leader didn't talk much about GST, but a lot about the IRD.
uh, and this is a classic. This is now a retirement tax that's on top of all the other taxes that we've had. Income tax, a jobs tax, you know, a, a tenant tax, capital gains tax, ute tax, you know, fuel tax if you're living in Auckland. On Morning Report the same day, RNZ's political editor Jane Patterson said that this was a stark case of politics colliding with principles on an idea that she said actually had merit. And she went on to point out that the media had brought this issue of huge financial significance to public attention when it might otherwise have gone unnoticed. And she said it wasn't the media's fault that the government didn't spot the political risk in this. It would have impacted KiwiSaver balances and David Parker um, took aim for one particular headline um, as opposed to a lot of reporting, which was just actually laying out the facts. In the Herald that same morning, Thomas Coughlin confronted the claim that the paper's tax grab headline the previous day had been misleading. But he insisted no one had said that this was a tax directly on KiwiSaver funds. The money the government planned to take, he said, via fees, would have come from funds nonetheless. Thomas Coughlin also pointed out that the government's own regulator, the Financial Markets Authority, had argued that that would make these funds smaller. In the end, this would affect 15 times more people than Labour's top tax rate or investment property changes. Thomas Coughlin's big conclusion was... The Labour Party needs to regain the public's trust on tax. But after Morning Report's analysis of the fallout the same morning, some RNZ national listeners said the same of the media. John says uh, it wasn't a public backlash, it was media hysteria, driven by fund managers with vested interests. Yes, Michael says too it would be more accurate to say irresponsible media distortions caused the government to backtrack rather than a public backlash. A question from Melissa. She's asking why aren't we focusing on how the fund managers get away without paying tax? Russell says, I think the question that is being missed here is how much are the people who supply the investment service making? How do we maintain a reasonable tax on their profit? And should there be a flat fee that is regulated? Interesting questions there, but not ones discussed in the media after the proposed change to KiwiSaver was so swiftly struck down by the government responding to the backlash, or gone by lunchtime, according to the media, dining out on the debacle. And the same could actually be said, though, of the media coverage once the government had acted. Business Desk's Patrick Smelly said that the proposal had actually been gestating for about five years, and on his podcast The Cucker, independent journalist Bernard Hickey went all the way back to the fourth Labour government to explain why we weren't paying GST on fund fees in the first place. It was a symptom of a larger epic fail, a 30-year epic fail, in not bringing in a capital gains tax to complete our perfect tax system. And we've been dealing with that failure ever since. It was a failure by a Labour policy wonk minister called David, reflected by a smaller failure yesterday by a Labour policy wonk minister called David. However, Bernard Hickey's 30-year horizon on this story jarred with much of the coverage of that KiwiSaver stuff-up this week, which, as Patrick Smelly pointed out, lasted not even as long as the average adult mayfly, which usually lasts a full day before checking out.